The Unintentional Porn Star, Season 3, Bigger Than Me. Here we go. This fine episode has been brought to you by Vanessa Flair, where they have unique jewels for unique people. I love their stuff. I have it. You'll see it on my posts. It's the world's best jewelry at the most affordable price. And um, I just ordered some more. So check it out. Visit VanessaFlair.com. Enter in Rebecca Reinhardt and you can receive 30% off your next order. That is Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, Flair, F-L-A-I-R.com. Cool. See you later. Hello, everybody. We are here to talk about basically advocating for your own pleasure. An exciting time. And throughout that conversation, we're going to talk about what it's like dating in L.A., from the perspective of myself. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Well, I am here. We have, um, I'm in this workspace where it's a garage, basically. The garage door is open, so you're going to hear possibly a lot of sounds. But um, we had a carbon monoxide scare yesterday, so I am not taking any chances. Fair enough. So welcome to this adventure. Always having life's adventures here together and in life. <laughs> um, so uh, from social media, it seems there has been a lot of interest or a lot of intrigue to hear more about what it has been like dating in LA. And so, you know, within the topic of like healing and moving and um, creating a whole new life somewhere as a single woman, as a single individual, single sexual woman, you know, it's like, okay, well, what has it been like? And um, how how has starting fresh been in a city such as Los Angeles? Los Angeles is a beautiful city. It's wild. It is awesome. I feel at home here. There's a few things actually that we could cover here because being the unintentional porn star has been a challenge to most places, I want to say, that I've lived. Um, I would say that the majority of people, wherever I was before Los Angeles, it wasn't embraced as as well I guess as it is here so an example is I would say the majority of people here are like oh my gosh really wow like and then once we talk about it and I talk about how I'm healing they're like wow that's so cool like awesome so the majority of the people are like cool this is amazing and then there are a few <laughs> that um don't agree and that's fine and there's a new journey there as well but moving like from all these other locations the other locations were it was the majority not really accepting the concept or kind of having a form of like resistance or a form of disgust or shame or something right like something being projected on me 
And um, I, I just, I knew that coming to LA would serve me so much. So, so far so good. And um, I am now in my healing journey learning how to stand like even more confidently. Like things are journeys, they take time. So for me, I am now working through in real time right now being like, okay, you know, like I'm the fucking unintentional porn star. Like, yes, nice to meet you. And it's so like easy for me to do that here um, and practice that here and have that become my truth. I had a conversation with a friend um, yesterday and um, we spoke about like, I really have to shed the old story the old narrative, the old me, basically, um, in order for me to thrive again in my life and start to benefit from this. And um, that might sound maybe a little twisted, but um, you know what? I've been through a lot in the last nine years. I've been through a shit ton um, having to do directly with this sex tape. And so... To me, now, after nine years of that, I'm starting to be like, you know what? Like, I do deserve to benefit. And and even if it is directly, who cares? Or indirectly, like, who cares? I deserve to be happy. I deserve to thrive. And that's been the conversation this whole time. Like, even when I was on the social, that was the conversation. And I think at that time, it was like me talking about the hope of being happy. And I think that now I can confidently say that I am happy again. And I absolutely like want deserve need all of these aspects um to thrive and and benefit from this because it's been a struggle and I've had many fees and I've lost many jobs and so it's like okay well then fuck yeah now I'm gonna stand in this confidently and say like I'm the fucking unintentional porn star and it's nice to meet you and I'm sensual I'm sexual I um, advocate for like women's sensuality and sexuality and for men's as well just like people in general and it's coming together in a way that kind of scares me um, because I have so much comfort around sex I have like personally and I you know with my close friends like I have no problem talking about it with them or about their sex life or my sex life and um, I'm a very sexual person like I enjoy um connecting with people that way men for me mostly or like not mostly like men but I'm open I guess <laughs> tried it with women didn't like it but like won't say I won't make out with them but anyways mostly men I would say for myself um anyways and so it's like it's kind of this weird concept that uh, like the unintentional porn star is like either becomes like what a sex expert or someday or like you know and then I'm like well wait a minute this actually makes sense because I was exploited for my sexuality. I was exploited for the fact that I am open sexually and I'm open to trying new things. And so I'm like, well, then as I'm healing, I'm like, well, then why is it weird for me? Why am I judging myself or shaming myself away from talking about that sexuality and sensuality? And, I've, and I do that here and I've done that. But I have to say internally, there's a lot of resistance there. There's a lot of shame. Like I still cry sometimes being like, why is it so easy for me to talk about sex? Like, it's like, that's shame. And I'm like, oh, like, poor you. Like, it's sex is great. There's a lot of sex experts out there. There's like sex workers. There's all these things. And it's like, I don't hold shame for them. So why am I holding shame for myself? 
And I think it's like, because it's been so difficult, da-da-da-da-da. But it's like, no, that doesn't matter anymore. Your external world does not define your internal world. So what do you want? What do you want to say? How do you want to show up? And I'm like, well, I want to show up as my beautiful sexual self. And all these conversations that I'm having with people are amazing. And so that brings me to sort of the conversation or the, the intro to this podcast and um, speaking about kind of advocating for your own pleasure in a scenario with somebody else. Now, I totally am a huge advocate for, um, you know, taking care of your own needs and like self-care, self-love. Absolutely. Please do. It's awesome. Um, but here we're going to talk about having a sexual experience with somebody else and somebody that you either know or don't know. So whether it's like a one night stand or whether it's like you've been with this person for years, I've noticed in many years of, of conversations with people that like um, sex isn't something that's as easy possibly to talk about in a relationship or a meeting with someone for like a one night stand. And I'm sitting here and I've always been like kind of confused by that for myself just because for me it's very easy I think um well I guess I don't know when this started or if it was always like this for me or if I just built this into my narrative over time but like I have no problem being like hey like do this try this or um I need a second or I'm sorry you're not done (laughs) like you know what I mean like I'm still not I still didn't have my orgasm so um I think that I'm glad for myself to have that sort of narrative and conversation because even on the conversation of like faking it, for example, um, guys sometimes check in with me and they're like, were you faking it? And I was like, why would I fake it? Like, that's my own pleasure, my own sensuality. Um, If I'm giving you the wrong signals, you're going to do that again because every body is different. Every person is different. Every um feeling is different and even that with when like one person that can change from time to time too so I think it's so important and and fun to communicate that and explore that and laugh through it and um I think there's a big thing for myself maybe more in my premature years of like exploring my sexuality it was like um I just always loved that sex was sometimes like awkward or it can be playful or it's like full of rage and anger and you're expressing that you know like I've always loved that aspect of sex that it's just completely unpredictable and it's um it's something you can explore and for yourself and with other people so I don't know if that was like the thread that kept me sort of intrigued to understand it more for myself and and talk about it more with other people um I had a conversation last night late last night um maybe was like a little bit tipsy not gonna lie my gosh LA we're gonna get there don't worry the LA experience but yeah I had a conversation and it's just um yeah they were like oh you know like I've just I've been with guys I don't mind having one night stands but it's like it's hard when you have a one night stand to get you know sometimes they suck and I'm like okay fair and maybe some people just don't have it fine whatever however I want to I want to shift that narrative because I was like okay well that's you know I totally get it it makes sense that like he wasn't doing what you want but then I was like okay well let's shift that for a second What if it was like, hey, bud, you know, like that doesn't feel good for me. Actually, what feels so good for me, what really like you can say it in a positive way is like, um, (laughs) is um, I just saw something one second. (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, is like, this is what I need right now. And like, you can communicate it and like direct them. Like literally I was talking to her last night and I was like, you can absolutely take their hands or whatever and do what you need and show them. And I think that that's kind of why I want to use the term advocate is that it's like you have every ability and right to step in for yourself and um, receive the pleasure that you are seeking or, or desire or want, I guess. And then at the same time, like once you're taking care of your own needs, you can kind of ask, you can, you can help somebody. Like if they're not the one asking questions or um, they don't seem as open to communicating, you can like ask them questions. Like, what do you need to do like that? And so it's just interesting to me because in a scenario with somebody, whether it's someone new or someone I've been with for a while, it's like, to me, that's so fun and explorative. And it's so, um, I don't want to say easy because it's not easy and it's something that maybe takes practice, but it's something that everyone has access to, is I think what I'm trying to say here, is that everybody has access to saying, hey, or showing them or asking a question. And kind of like, yeah, I guess advocating for your own sensuality and your own pleasure is something that like is awesome. And like, go you, that's empowering. It's it's powerful for you to be like, I know I like this. And um, or I, I, you know, I don't know. Can we explore this together? And I actually hated that or that I like sometimes I'll end up like bawling. To me, sex is like therapy too. It's a way to express. It's a way to um, process. It's a way to connect. It's a way to play. It's just something to me that seems more therapeutic than I think maybe it sometimes gets credit for. And um, so I love speaking about it. I love speaking about it with people because I think it's just like, not only is it nice to be able to advocate for your own sexuality and enjoy your own pleasurable experiences, but I think it's kind of important. And I think it's something that um, is so special that we should all have, well, not we should all, that's an interesting way to say that, but like we all have access to it. And so having this conversation just feels you know, really nice to sort of explore that here on the podcast and talk about that. And um, yeah, I have all these conversations in person all the time for years, years and years and years. And so I'm like, well, it's time to start stepping in and pressing play for this. By the way, I have switched locations. There is a, I'm in my hot tub. (laughs) My feet are in the hot tub and, or my legs. And there's like the little waterfall. So no, that's not me peeing, but um, wouldn't put it past me on this podcast. I kind of just press record wherever. But yeah, I moved to the rooftop to kind of continue this conversation. Um, anyways, so I had this thought. I had this thought. Moving to L.A., dating in L.A., exploring in L.A., you know, all of these aspects, networking in L.A. I was like, okay, hold on a second here. L.A. is all about pleasure. Like, it's about expressing yourself. It's about dressing a certain way. A lot of people, it's about having the car or it's about... The events that you go to it's like a very pleasurable experience and people love that and in LA kind of like the thing that you have to do is you got to network you got to go out like that's something that I'm noticing it's all in who you know and so in all of these experiences all I can think about my experience in LA and like even with like dating I mean pleasure is an interesting word and we'll talk about why I'm like mm, maybe not use that for the dating scene but it's such a like it's pleasure palace it's literally and I was like how perfect is that that we're talking about like sensuality sexuality pleasure and like LA is literally this like hub of pleasure it's like a pleasure palace for so many people that are here um and so it's so interesting 
So getting into dating in LA, my gosh, yeah, there's a few people that were like, can you please like talk about what it's like there? So the first week I moved to LA, I was like high energy. I was so excited. I was like on dating apps and I went out and um, I went out with this one guy. We just like linked up and he was like, what are you doing? Do you want to go out? And I was like, yeah, we can go somewhere kind of close by. So we went out to this place and um, we, gosh, he was like the first second, well, actually he picked me up. So the first second that he picked me up, I was like, oh God, this is not going to go well. I can tell with people instantly. And um, so we like go to the bar and so many things were wrong in this dating scenario with him. But anyways, he got us a drink first, which was nice. And he got, um, I got a, an old fashioned, love them. And I was drinking slow because it's an old fashioned. It's like, I love, love delicious booze and cocktails or whatever. And, um, and then halfway through, now I've been drugged before. Yes, you heard that, right? Halfway through, I start leaning side to side and I'm like, something's off. And so I like went away from him and I went to the bar and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, this is drugged. Like I can't have this. And they were so good. They were like, oh my God, like, please like here, here's another one on the house if you want. So I went aside and I went into the washroom line, met a bunch of people. They were really supportive. I told them, I was like, hey, like, I think I just got drugged. Like I just need to like chill out for like half an hour. The guy was still there. He said that his, this was like his place. Like he like goes there all the time. And um, so then when I was like a little bit more um, less dizzy, I guess I caught it early. I didn't have all of it. So I was like, I caught it and was able to kind of recover to a certain extent. So I like went up to him and I was like, Hey, I was like, this has been probably one of the worst dates ever. I said, your ego is so high. You don't care about anyone else except for yourself. You haven't asked me one thing about myself. And I said, and I'm pretty sure you fucking drugged my drink. You need to get out of here. And uh, he was like, caused a stink and was like, and then like walked out. And I was like, yeah, buddy, like get fucked. And I feel, I tried to report him. I found him on like Bumble and I tried to report him on that app because like unacceptable, like no. And um, he had already like either like blocked me on there or like deleted me and all. It was just like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm kind of like, buddy, if you're still out there, like you're still doing this to other people or women, not cool. Like, and not okay. And like, if I ever see him again, mm mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, and, and another sign that like, you know, I was, I doubt myself. I'm like, did I actually get drugged? And I'm like, well, yeah, like the way you felt was absolutely the symptoms that like lead up to it. So I was like, okay. And then I thought about it. And when I had the new drink and went up to him, he kind of like looked at me and like looked at my drink and took a sip. And I was like, what are you doing? You know? Oh, and also on the date, um, he, he was like, do you want another drink? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, you pay. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. I was like, I don't mind paying. Like I don't, I'm all about equality, but I was like, usually when someone says, do you want a drink? It's that you're going to get it. You don't force the other person to buy it. It was just like the weirdest date. So I like get home and I have some, I live with some people and, and uh, they were like, wow, welcome to LA. And I was like, what? I was so devastated. I was like, this is going to be my dating experience here. And I was like, so I like stopped going on the apps for a bit and um and then I linked up with this other guy um and he's like super cool he's from LA super chill he's very friendly and I was like okay there's hope so there there are good people here and there are good people from LA here and there are good people from outside of the world here as well but it's just like my gosh like I have to say 
Um, and it's not just people from LA. It's like I don't want to offend anyone that lives here or is from here because LA is amazing and people that I've met that are from LA are amazing. But it's like LA has this like sort of thing that like with ego or like I have this car and like you go to talk to someone, they're not even listening to you. They're not even looking at you. They're just spewing all of the things that they're doing and all the things that they have. And like that happened to me last night. I went out by myself. I was going to meet some friends for bowling and I was early. So I went to this pub by myself and I like had like three different men come up and two out of the three, the third one was cool. Thank goodness. But two of them just like sat down and like, this is what people do. They're so funny. They're like, Oh, I'm so, I'm so stressed out. Like they'll just start dumping. They're like, I'm so stressed out. Like I just started this new company and like, it's just going so well, but like, Oh, and they'll like bring up their Instagram and I'm like, and like all their work. And I'm sitting there being like, oh, you didn't even ask me my name and like, hi, like, okay and I'm like and then they're like talking about their cars and how much money and I'm like what are you doing people like literally as this man this first man was doing that to me I like in my mind I stopped listening I because I was kind of trying to protect myself energetically like I was just like I don't want to partake in this energy with him so I kind of shut myself off and I was just like witnessing this person being like what are you doing like why are you like I'm just like are all these people like so sad and like you know, like, like I feel bad. I'm like, do you, like, man, these people need to be heard. And like, do we not listen to each other here? Like, what is the city doing to us or something? Or I don't know. And then, yeah. And then there's like amazing experiences where there's like, I've never felt more heard in my life. I've never felt more, more supported and like loved. And there's such loving people that love to be loved. And so it's like in big cities, I think there's just a mix of everything. So you can have like shitty people, a lot of it, and you can have really fucking amazing people in a lot of them. So Oh my gosh. So it's just been interesting. Um, I like to go out by myself quite a bit. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, women, maybe more so right now still to this day, but like people in general, if you go out by yourself, it's like, have your wits about you. Tell people like where you're going and like, and then enjoy. And like, as long as you have the ability to be like, that's not okay or get fucked or I'm going to call the police or whatever you need to do, right? Whatever you need to do, um, you know, it's like... I just want to say, like, let's not live in fear. Let's not go be reckless. Let's not make bad decisions on our own or with other people or whatever. But it's like, you know, just like keep your wits about you. Trust yourself. And if you want to do something by yourself, go for it. It's just uh, be ready, you know, be be ready for anything. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love going out by myself. And I just think it's something that's very um, it's, it's fun for me because usually someone like myself, I'll sit down and I'll either I'll chat with someone or someone will chat with me. And sometimes it's uh, something I want, something is something I know I don't want. And I just think the whole experience itself is like super cool. So pleasure palace, Los Angeles dating has been wild. Yeah. It's, um, it's led me to a place of like, in terms of my pleasure too, it's led me to this place of like, <sighs> I think in my journey, you know, I've, I talked about how I want, I'm looking, not looking, you can't look for partnership, but like, that's what I, I guess that's kind of what I'm like looking for right now, but I'm not looking, I'm not actively looking. It's just like something that I want. I don't know how to say this properly. Anyways, <clears throat> it's on my radar. And until then I'm like having so much fun. I love being single. I'm going on all these dates. I'm like figuring things out. And it's just like, yeah, this whole thing about like pleasure and my pleasure. Um, and it's, I'm just witnessing myself. It's kind of cool. I'm witnessing myself with all these new people. Like if I have like um, one adventure with somebody or a few adventures with someone, it's like, it's so fun to kind of like explore 
everyone's sexuality and sensuality and pleasure in that moment with each person. And like, it's so, to me, it's so special. And be safe, of course, like I'm safe, P.S. I'm like, we need to all be safe. So um, that is also something I extremely advocate for as well is like safety and sex and conversation and like all of these things. Like make sure it's a safe place for you physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like, and then go for it. And like, who cares if it's a different person or the same person? Like, it's like you can... Oh my God, it's just such a cool experience to be able to share with somebody. And yeah, again, I want to just mention that this is about sharing it with somebody or some people, if you would like that as well. Um, So that's a bit about my dating life in LA. Um, That's a bit about um, advocating for your own pleasure. Um, It's so beautiful. You deserve it. Sex doesn't have to be this like scary or untalked about thing it can be something that's very natural and beautiful sensual therapeutic hilarious awkward (laughs) fucked up whatever it can be anything and um your your pleasure and your emotional release or physical release from it is also very important as well and all of your feelings and um desires are awesome they're worthy of being heard and met Um, other peoples are worthy of being, of being heard and met as well and, um, followed through with, and like, it can be an enjoyable, playful experience. Um, yeah. And I think that me dating in LA is still going to be a thing. I'm pumped. Um, I am going to go enjoy LA as a pleasure palace itself as I have to kind of still network. I like, I'm doing all of the online things that worked in Canada. Like you apply somewhere, they're like, oh, you've got good talent. We'll, we'll look at you here. It's literally like, who do you know? So I'm going to go enjoy this pleasure palace, see what happens, kind of just embrace every moment for what it is. Um, go with the flow. It's so fun. I enjoy that. It's working well. It is a lot of drinking. I'm having a lot of hangovers. I'm not, that's not pleasurable, but I'm just like, I can manage that. We can figure that out. I don't have to drink every time I go out, but also like sometimes it's just so fun. I'm having so much fun. The city's huge. Like so many people to meet and play around with and dance with. And oh my God. Um, so I just, um, want to share this episode with you in terms of inspiring you to advocate for your own pleasure um, because it's beautiful and um, you deserve all the things you deserve all the exploration to figure out what works and doesn't work for you for other people all these things for each connection Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna enjoy my hot tub now speaking of pleasure palace I'm not gonna do anything to myself I'm just enjoying the hot tub for goodness sakes (laughs) my mind went there not yours maybe yours did too who knows This fine episode has been brought to you by Vanessa Flair, where they have unique jewels for unique people. I love their stuff. I have it. You'll see it on my posts. It's the world's best jewelry at the most affordable price. And um, I just ordered some more. So check it out. Visit VanessaFlair.com, enter in Rebecca Reinhardt, and you can receive 30% off your next order. That is Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, Flair, F-L-A-I-R.com. Cool. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. For more information and to sign up for email updates, please visit my website, RebeccaReinhardt.com. 
That is R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-N-H-A-R-T.com. And you can also visit me on Instagram. I like to talk to people there. It's at Rebecca Reinhardt, same spelling. And with all of that, we'll see you soon. Bye.